Welcome back to Probably About Politics, Summer 2016 Special Edition Brexit Recap. Kaylee's in town for the weekend, visiting a, from Fredericton. Been a crazy couple months. Before she heads off to the unknown land that is the UK <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of weeks. She'll be going there. Who knows if the actual procedure to leave the, the EU will have started by then. It won't. It won't have. Maybe they will still have a female prime minister. Maybe they won't at the rate that things are going. <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like every major political party doesn't want to keep their current leader. David Cameron left. He's not their leader. Maybe Theresa May wants to make it a twofer and yeah. she's going to go within. She might be uh, the shortest term prime minister in the history of the UK. Yeah. Do I you mean, know that fact right off the bat? Who's the shortest prime minister in UK history? I do not know. She could be the Kim Campbell of, of the UK. Yeah. It's a job nobody wants. And I understand why. Seemingly, at this point. Um, I mean, you just said a, a job nobody wants, or maybe somebody who nobody wants in that job, and that just, Boris Johnson just comes yeah. into mind. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, why he has his current job is beyond me. Yeah. Um, we've been talking a lot about uh, the weird things that have happened because of Brexit, and it seems like uh, anything is possible at this point. I'm putting odds for in three and a half years that Elizabeth May is Prime Minister of Canada and Theresa May is Prime Minister of UK at greater than 1%. Um, and I'm telling you that's ridiculous. <laughs> you have no imagination, Kaylee. Yeah, I mean, no. And you need an imagination at this point in time because who knows what's going on? Okay, so... Yeah, it took, it took imagination to imagine we would be here now, so I suppose you're right. Let's go back in time. Yeah, sure. To... Uh, 2015 UK election. Yeah, picture right. it in your mind. Uh, UKIP takes uh, a larger share of voters than people thought they would. Yes. Right? Mainly from the Conservatives. Yeah. Is where they come yeah. from. And uh, so David Cameron says, hey, I know what I'll do. Mm -hmm. I'll say something that nobody will take seriously. <laughs> yeah. And we can have a referendum. Yeah. And we can put this to bed, we can tuck Nigel Farage in, and we can say, this is the end, Nigel. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter anymore. Nobody actually wants this. I mean, he made a couple of those pro promises of referendums that were and, very risky. And then what happened? <laughs> and, and then, I mean, he, he makes the promise, he, win, he manages to win the election. Mm. Uh, so he has to do it. Um, I mean, it's riding on a wave of uh, a lot of countries in Europe and who see parties like UKIP winning yeah uh more than not no one's getting leadership yet but you know winning more than you'd expect and and that means that your government does have to respond and do like there has to be something to address that and uh and then they uh, then the referendum happened uh the um, lead up to it really revealed how close it was going to be yeah uh, how close it was going to be for weird reasons of yeah. um not, e not even uninformed public, but misinformed public. Deeply oh, misinformed public. Oh, hugely misinformed, yeah. Um, if we, so we go through the referendum, voted 52 to 48, seemingly because right afterwards people were like, what is the EU? Yeah. What does it do for us? Well, the spike in Google searches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning, Nigel Farage says, oh no, actually, everybody said that 350 million pounds a week are going to come back and we're going to yeah. put that in the NHS and it's going to be great. 
And then he says, well, I didn't say that. Other people said yeah. that. And also, that's a lie. Yeah. No. Um, and people are just furious. Yeah. And, and I mean, and it's crazy because there's so many things where people were saying, like, no, th that's a lie. That's a, here's hmm. why this is not a fact. And before, like, a lot of people who were against leaving the EU, there it wasn't like everyone was agreeing that 350 million pounds was yeah. going to come back. There was a lot of people who were like, no, that's a lie. And a lot of, like, people who... Uh, it, were running to leave the EU who were like, well, you know, it's sort of true, or, you know, yeah. like, they weren't, like, standing <laughs> behind it 100% or anything. It's like, just, we pay this money out, but also we get things back. Yeah. Kind of on, it's kind of a wash, but not really, but... Yeah. It's just a ridiculous situation. Yeah. And then, Nigel, can I call him Nigel? Nigel. Yeah, he, like he's a real dick. Call this should be, this should be, like, the pinnacle of his career, right? Yeah. He has worked at this since the mid-90s yeah. to have the UK leave the EU. And the morning after it happens, he's lambasted by every international media group for just saying, oh, well, just straight up, that was yeah. a lie. And then, and then just runs away. And also, I mean, he said a few things in the after. Like, didn't he say it was, like, it was the UK's Independence Day, which seems yeah. remarkably... Uh, to lack self-awareness. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I just, like, yeah. I, yeah, he was very rightfully lambasted afterwards. And I think what you saw, and, like, I mean, Boris Johnson quit, too. Like, I mean, like, he, he was going to be yeah. the PM. He was, he was going to be PM. Now he's not. Yeah. Now, now he just gets to talk to other world leaders for whatever reason yeah. that seemed like a good idea. Yeah. Well, like, every everyone... The, the that led the charge like in yeah. a major position pretty much quit I mean I think it's clear our uh, stances on how we feel about yeah. Brexit um, I think uh, in the past we've done quite a few episodes on the EU uh, <laughs> potential EU memberships yeah. a lot of countries want in uh, we had an entire special on uh, the EU what it is and how it functions yeah. um, but it's like all these people just because Removing the UK from the EU, if that happens, yeah. which we'll talk about, yeah, um, is going to be a painful thing. Even yeah. if even if these people think, oh, it's going to be great in five years, it's going to be great in ten years, in twenty years, but yeah. it's for our kids. Mm -hmm. Even though it was, as some people put it, uh, baby boomers' last giant uh, uh, fu to millennials, <laughs> and to the younger generation. Yeah. Um, but they want it to happen, but they don't want to be the ones. To do it yeah. with that blood on their hands yeah. because to actually have to write the drafts and to actually hit Article 50, yeah. you know, like that that's political suicide because no matter what happens, everything is going to, there's going to be a terrible shockwave in the next, yeah. for the next two years. Right? I mean, if there's no way financially they'll get out of it well, like it's just, and like they, and yeah, every leader who's, every leader of the movement who looking at is yeah has definitely got to be like no i don't yeah. don't want to touch it it's and not only do you have to yeah you are you have to pull yourself out but then you have to renegotiate all the trade agreements with yeah. the eu which is a much more power will be a much more powerful negotiator yeah we'll be exactly. able to say set all the terms <laughs> which <laughs> which think people understood i don't know this is yeah the fact that they'll be able to set all the terms because mm -hmm. currently 
the UK has to abide by the laws. Yeah. Which they have a say in making. Yeah, they Because they are quite well represented yeah. in Brussels. Yeah, and the EU was constantly worried about them trying to leave, so yeah. it was very willing, yeah, very willing to give. But now, yeah. to, to have any trade with the EU, they're going to have to abide by all of the rules. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But now they just have no say in those rules. Yeah, no, they don't. Um, I, and you have countries like Norway who are willing to accept that. Like yeah. They, um, and they've, they are essentially, it, they're in so many ways, they're not members of the EU. Yeah. But they follow all the rules. Yeah. They just don't have to, but they have oil and a whole lot yeah. of reasons why they don't want to be a part, <laughs> which makes sense that the EU, that the UK doesn't have the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it also puts them, like, it's somewhat untrue. Obama said he'd put them last in line for an, a trade agreement with the US, but it... <laughs> It, that's somewhat they'll probably be less than last in line but they're not going to be first in line <laughs> they're going to have to wait a little while yeah well i mean what is the population of the eu now like half a billion people something like that yeah it's fair it's much it's and a much better the deal the uk for, is yeah. something around 80 90 million ish mm -hmm. yeah it just seems so poorly thought out mm -hmm. and not poorly thought out but thought out without correct facts which just so many people are just so angry about the way that the campaign went. And, but I think what you're, yeah, and what you're looking at, what David Cameron, what all the leadership that wanted to stay really missed was that it wasn't about the facts. It was about yeah. immigration. It was yeah. about other people coming into their country, the idea that Great Britain was a great empire and yeah. it could stand on its own. They're going to make Great Britain great again. It's, yeah, it's the same sentence. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it, I think it's both very, very similar to what's happening in the U.S. and different. I, I appreciate <laughs> that we still haven't said his name one time. Well, you're not going to, no. <laughs> on Probably About Politics. <laughs> no, we don't need to, but... Not, not until um, this fall when we devote one week to that election. Yeah. One week only. <laughs> From here, then, we move forward. Yeah. And we have to see how the UK leaves the EU because this referendum wasn't legally binding in any way. No. It's a suggestion to the government. This is how the people feel. Yeah. And the margin's pretty slim. Yeah, it's, it's right? yeah. yeah. So the government could say, eh, well, well, let's just say, uh, you know, 4% of people were misinformed with the 350 million pounds a week thing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It wasn't actually the will of the people. Yeah. And the EU can't force them to leave. No. So, will they, and in what way will they leave going forward? I think we've got the new PM, Theresa May, and, and that how long she's there, that's a, mm -hmm. a question. Um, she said that she will go forward with it, right? Yeah, she's, she said yeah. that it, it happened. And really, to put it to another referendum is... <laughs> I think there it would be reasonable confidence to say that maybe the referendum would go the other way, but then yeah. you'd also have a lot of people like, well, one time it did, yeah, one exactly. time it didn't, what do you do then? So it is a dangerous uh, route to go down because I'm pretty sure I feel like uh, if you were to not listen to the referendum, yeah, um, and and then to not also run another referendum, that would be a problem too. So you essentially you probably do have to proceed. Um, proceed with, with leaving leaving the EU. Yeah, full bore. The UK <laughs> cuts all ties. Says within two years we will be we will be done. We will not have any relationships and will completely from scratch renegotiate 
everything, which is what the EU is want, well, wanting yeah, to do right now. That, and that's where, the, so that's where it does get tricky, right? Like the UK is probably going to be like, well, can we do this thing where we move even further than we already, like initially, we already had special yeah. placement. Uh, can we just basically negotiate that to, so it looks like we're pretty much out, but also we have some benefits. And I don't think that while the EU can't kick them out, I don't think the EU is going to let them do that. Yeah, because basically the EU is currently saying, we are not negotiating yeah. whatsoever until until you leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take your ball, go home, and come back tomorrow. Which I think, from the EU perspective, is exactly what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. puts them in a, in a greatly leveraged position yeah. going forward with what has been historically a position that's leveraged deeply yeah. in the UK's favor. Yeah. And and it res it's good for confidence in the EU. Like, mm -hmm. it makes other countries feel like the EU is going to stay together. Um, be because I, I think it was in question before, but n now I would say that the... E and obviously, the world is ever-changing, things can happen, but if the EU can weather a, sto a storm of and get out of the, the UK out, things will be okay. The EU will be fine. It's the UK that's really going to suffer from this. Yeah, so, so yeah. We, we talk about that a lot. We talk about the future economic forecast for the UK and mm -hmm. all of this. What's the story for the EU now? I mean, ultimately, a lot... What you see happening afterward is a real spike amongst countries who in the e in the EU being like, we really support the EU. And for example, Angela Merkel, who's really closely associated with the EU, the lead chancellor of Germany, yeah. she's also was doing very poorly in the polls in her country before and now is spiking again. Like she's doing a lot yeah. better, which is good going into the election. She's going into an election yeah, for her. year. Um, so you see like a an EU that has countries who were generally um, citizens generally unaware of it? Yeah, uh, being it elevates the awareness and elevates. Um, I think we're seeing an elevation of appreciation for what it does do and realizing um, the importance of it. Like it's it's one of those. I think a lot of the EU's problem is it's an institution that the citizens aren't really aware of and can't appreciate until they're sort of see it starting to slip yeah. away or feel it's at risk and and. What you're seeing now is uh, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot more support for it. Um, so that's kind of where they're at, and they're in a good position. I mean, they've got a trade deal coming with Canada. They've got a trade deal coming with the U.S. I think there's no question that they're not in a. Uh, they're not hurting now. No, I mean the in, the immigration thing is going to be a constant problem for a long time, and they're going to have to work on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From it seems like the majority of people's perspectives yeah. that. Well, isn't it? So somebody said something about like it, it, the death of it, it proves that the people don't want intellectualism anymore or something like that. This like <laughs> <laughs> don't want they don't care about facts anymore and and I think so if you appreciate the facts yeah yeah <laughs> back on back on the UK front then what is the the future of of this union right yeah. because we have. Um, Scotland, which voted uh, very pro-Remain, yeah. um, Remain, as, <laughs> as they said. Um, Scotland wanted to stay. Um, England, not sure. They wanted to leave. Yeah, right? different London regions. wanted to stay. So, yeah, if, if it was a big city, they wanted to stay. <laughs> Wales wanted to leave. Yeah, which is bizarre. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then... And Ireland also... Wanted to stay. Stay. Uh, yeah, stay. Okay. So, 
there's talk of uh, speaking of more and more referendums potentially happening. Yeah. A, a second Scottish independence uh, referendum. Yes. Which seems like they would uh, want to be independent, but not independent from the EU. They want to. They would. They would leave but yeah. stay. Yeah. <laughs> which. Yeah, which it, they have the right to want that. I mean, it, it's really presented how starkly different Scotland is from the rest. And it's always been pretty apparent. Like, they always vote very differently than the rest of yeah. England, which tends to be quite conservative. And this just kind of really highlights the, the difference. Like, Scotland genuinely quite likes the immigration. Like, overall mm. is pro-immigration. And the way that the, after the referendum, the initial referendum was so close for Scotland, yeah. staying or leaving, and the huge favor that they did in voting to stay for David, like they yeah. really united behind that with David Cameron. Yeah. Uh, essentially, they're going to have to let it happen uh, if the, if if Scotland wants it to happen, which they do, I think. Yeah. Um, what I don't know if it's advisable necessarily. In some ways, it it would be a, a country getting to go be its own country, who's clearly very different, yeah. has its own. Um, but economically, probably would be better for them. To, it's hard to say. Probably would be better for them to stay with the UK mm. um, and negotiate a trade deal with the EU because they're just their proximity means they're just very close yeah. to the UK. So that's tricky. But they'll probably do it, uh, and there won't be much argument for them to stay. Like it'll be hard for uh, England to argue, make the argument, and I don't know if they'll have the forceful. Uh, like David Cameron, while he didn't necessarily do a good job of it, was very committed to arguing <laughs> for them to stay in the UK. Uh, and I don't know if that'll happen again in the same way. So, in summary then, in closing, mm -hmm. we'll do odds, right? Yeah. Odds of UK... So, we think the UK will leave. Full leave. Yeah, full Brexit. they'll have to, yeah. Full bore, full Brexit. Yeah, Probably. Probably. Scotland leaving UK? Uh, yeah, Likely. Like, yeah, 75, I'd Likely. say. Likely. Okay. And so then Wales, Ireland, and England remain an ununited kingdom? A, uh, just I, a kingdom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the momentum isn't behind Ireland leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, that's like, if the, if the momentum gets there, that'll be it. Yeah. We'll need a podcast on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it'll be a good thing for there to be an armed border between... Uh, like, that that was the big thing, right? The, yeah. a, a new armed border between a fairly fresh peace in <laughs> Ireland. So that won't be good. Um, but Wales will probably stay. And then... So then if Scotland leaves, which mm -hmm. we're saying is at least likely that they have another referendum and likely yeah. that that referendum will lead to them leaving, yeah. then... Scotland joining the EU. That's probably pretty good. They, I pretty would good. say, yeah, pretty good chance of that. Theresa May and Elizabeth May holding a summit in four years. Theresa May visiting Ottawa and Elizabeth May welcoming her in the National Gallery. One percent? Uh, like, Half a percent? N like point zero 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 one, maybe? But if it happens, imagine. Just imagine. Imagine the, world. imagine the possibilities. Yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to our special edition uh, summer... I, I guess we... Because at the start of summer we said we could maybe have a couple summer podcasts. And it's nearly the end of summer, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, this is one. we got about a month and a half left before uh, we'll start back up full-time 
and in the fall we'll be talking about we'll have our national elections mm -hmm. and um, we'll have one episode about the US so if you care about that you might want to listen to that or you might just want to skip us that week so you'll probably know everything <laughs> and um, more political theory hopefully yeah. we'll be talking about maybe some more historical elections and how they represented political theories at the time and how they're kind of uh, textbook examples yeah. of different uh, movements so that's it definitely for your that you'll hear from us for the rest of july and august but uh tune back in sometime after labor day enjoy your summer thanks for listening